Hi, and welcome to Data in Depth, a podcast where we delve into advanced analytics, business intelligence, and machine learning, and how they're revolutionizing the manufacturing sector. Each episode, we share new ideas and best practices to help you put your business data to work. From the shop floor to the back office, from optimizing supply chains to customer experience, the factory of the future runs on data. Welcome, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Data in Depth, the podcast exploring the world of big data and its role in the manufacturing industry. I'm your host, Andrew Reiser. Today's episode is the second installment of a two-part segment with Francois Go. Francois is the owner and CEO of Levy Industrial, a marketing firm focused on serving industrial and tech-based B2B companies. For those of you who haven't watched part one from last week, I definitely encourage you to go back and give that episode a listen first. Last week, we dug into topics related to measuring your return on investment or ROI, and we talked about how marketing, in particular marketing for manufacturing, has changed over the past decade. Francois also broke down the steps companies need to take to modernize their marketing efforts and develop an infrastructure for measuring their marketing's effectiveness. Today, we're going to dig deeper into the concept of inbound marketing for manufacturers. We hope you enjoy it. So, Francois, let's dive a little bit deeper into to inbound. I know Levy focuses on inbound strategy and a, a very personalized approach to marketing. So when we were prepping for this podcast, I remember you saying along the lines that advertising these days is typically a waste. Can you expand on that statement and then kind of tie that back into an inbound methodology? Yes. Um, first, a bit of my background when I was managing pretty large budgets for, for the companies I used to work with. I mean, there was a lot of things that we spent money on that we had no idea what the return was. Right. And going to the CFO or the head of finance or the accountant at the end of the period and say, I need 1% more, I need 10% more, I need to do this, this is cool. We want to be at that show, we want to be in this magazine, we want to, we want to, we want to. And it's a really hard conversation to have was the finance arm of your organization or the operational arm of your organization when you can't justify why and what gonna be the impact of the incremental dollar spent. So I got wind of inbound, I would say probably 10 years ago now, at the very beginning of it when I was working on Novo. And it wasn't called that way back then, by the way. uh, thought leadership is what matters. Sure. So, if you're listening to this podcast, the whole idea is look deeply into your business and define what are the critical few things that make you different. That you can stand on it and it's grounded and we are best at this because, etc., etc. That's the number one starting point of inbound. Once you've done that work and you understand really what truly differentiates your company, your business, your product, your services, whatever it is you're looking at, then start to build the eminence around that. And inbound is all about education. You don't sell on social media. That's a waste of money. Don't promote things unless it's B2C and you're trying to sell a pair of sneakers or an ice cream or a meal at McDonald's or whatever. On business to business, trying to sell on social and or uh, digital is really, really hard. Right. What you can do, though, is incite them to come back to you for more ideas and more knowledge 
and more information. So the moment they have a need for something that looks like or they think looks like your product or service you're offering, their loyalty goes to you first. That's inbound. Inbound is dragging them slowly and surely toward toward the thought leaders in that particular space of yours, whatever that is. Yep. So I do remember when I took over at Kenamental, we were kind of the aerospace leaders in a certain niche in the engines. And of course, we wanted to grow in the airframe side of the business. And we became known as the kings of titaniums in the market. Um, never written that, but it was kind of, if you want to know how to machine titanium, call these guys, they know. And the word spread about really fast when more and more people believe that you're special and that you have something that can help them or help their friends and the friends of their friends. So the aim of social, the aim of inbound is not to sell, it's to influence the sale. Right. And then the role of the sales organization that's combined with that effort is to convert those leads into meaningful long-term partnerships with your now clients. Inbound is this whole idea that you create a gravita around your what we call USP, unique selling proposition, right? What is it that makes you so different and you blast around it all the time? Your messaging is crisp and crystal clear. You're explaining 10 tips about this, three ways of doing this, did you know this, etc., etc., consistently, consistently. And the art is doing it deep but not too wide. So I explained the market mapping where we're gonna do aerospace in Illinois, going through the direct channels. That's a very narrow field in Illinois, probably 60 people in that field. We are going to go deep. We're gonna do a 45 days campaign and we are going to have all these activities around the territory. And if it's general industrial and we wanna go after, I don't know, um, pumps and valves, in the United States, that's suddenly 10,000 people, and you want to do it a bit differently then. So inbound is this idea to create this thought leadership and drag people into your sphere of influence. It's a soft approach. That makes sense to you, Andrew? It does make sense. And so I want to circle back to the tough conversations that you have to have to extract money out of the financial arms. So let's hit on return on investment. So all that you're describing makes perfect sense with an inbound and really being that thought leader. But realistically, that takes time. I think I've, I've seen some of the presentations that you've put out that the inbound realistically, once you start doing all these blocking and tackling things, it could take upwards of like nine to 12 months just to start seeing some results around that. So how do you start to develop those expectations and lay that framework? And then maybe you can also hit on that line between marketing and sales. So once you get this strategy going and that what we call the marketing qualified lead to the handoff to the sales team that you kind of alluded to a little bit. 
Uh, okay, that's a pretty loaded question, but we'll, we'll, go, through, <laughs> we'll sure. go for it in sequence. The tough conversation is actually not as tough as you think. If you don't know what the impact of your marketing spend is, or you have very little idea, I give you a tip for that to go find it out pretty quickly. Um, so say, say you spent $50,000 on the marketing campaign for your product over the past 12 months, and your sales have gone up 1% and you've gained $50,000 in sales on that particular product. So, if every dollar you spent in marketing dragged a direct response to sales, which is we know is not the case, you would have a one-to-one return between what you spent and what you sold. Except the guy in the corner that does the books, right? Or the lady that, that does the accounting, he or she would know that one-to-one is not good enough because, well, no one sells at 100% profit, so you're actually losing money. So the conversation really is, if you don't know the return on your marketing investment right now, it's time to find out and put systems in place to actually monitor the performance of your activities and, and, and try and find out what works and what doesn't and start having that conversation with them. So... That conversation is relatively easy. Asking for the dollars comes into promising a return. And you hit on one pretty important nail. Inbound takes about nine to 12 months to start seeing benefits. But you can prime the pump and you can do some activities like forums, seminars, webinars, invitationals, events. And also you can digitize that into the same on the web through banners and redirects and whatever so we have tools that's going to help you prime the pump a little faster in certain sectors but clearly you have to be willing to put a little money on the investment bucket in the capex side of the the finance equation rather than the opex side Um, this is an investment this is a turnaround this is a transformation it actually feels really good when you went through it and the promise that you're going to get seven times more qualified leads over that period than your traditional method and the promise that you're going to have nine times more return on average on your invested dollars is what has been assessed by my peers and myself now in about a year i've been doing this now the financial people Mm -hmm. react to this and says okay so how many deals do I need to have to make my plan? Well, they know that, right? They know the average size of a deal. They know the average number of customers they need to get. And that, okay, well, you need that many quotes. What's your hit rate on quote? 10, 15%? Then we back it up and we said, okay, you need to raise that many quotes. But to get that many quotes, you need to have how many meetings? Oh yeah, that's a good, good question. So maybe two thirds of the meeting net into a quote then I up it up again and on and on and on till you get to the impressions that you need to have in the market to generate those kinds of leads that generate those kinds of meetings that generate those kinds of quotes and that generate those kinds of deals and this is a numbers game and I don't know if you saw my two triangles that I keep talking about to, 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 to the folks out there when we build that backwards for every one of our clients the management, the CFO, there is no questions. 
we got to do this to get there. And that's an investment. And frankly speaking, this, when we start talking about numbers, people really understand them well. But as you probably already picked it up, I'm not interested in impression. I'm interested in conversions. Right. Awesome. So once we kind of get through all those pieces that we talked about, marketing doesn't become a, a set it and forget it strategy. It's got to be continuous improvement, right? So mm-hmm. as you start building these foundational blocks, as you start putting the strategy in place, as you start blending your inbound, outbound strategy, it becomes a scientific approach once you understand those numbers. So instead of setting it and forgetting it or throwing it on autopilot, what's a, a good approach to kind of think about how you keep iterating off of those incremental gains? Let's go back to data in depth for a second here. This techniques that we use now with outbound and marketing automation, I mean, we got gazillions of terabytes of data coming back. I mean, I can tell you how, how long you have looked at my email that I sent two days ago. And I know that you forwarded it to X persons and et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of data that we know about traffic and interest and time spent. And some of those systems are really good at allowing you to weigh in what is more important in terms of what your goals are. So sometimes it's more important to have a request for quote for some people. Some others is a request for a meeting, request for a call. So we try to identify what are the elements through the conversion um, funnel that, that get us to the promised land. So forget it strategy, hell no. It's not a book, it's not a it's not a slide in a PowerPoint or Word document uh, thesis. What we do is alive, we're touching thousands and thousands of people every second. We iterate, we develop a lot of hypotheses, every month we change the game plan. Because mm-hmm. The components, the opposition, the response, whatever it is, has created a change. We test quickly. We really want to fail quickly, actually. Right. That's kind of like what we promote out there. Go find out through A and B testing, which is a method to test a certain strata of customers against two different messages. What works, what doesn't. Test and fail quickly. And then ultimately, Improve. I mean, this thing it should be a living engine. Um, and then you asked me earlier, which we didn't really touch upon, how do you bridge the gap between sales and marketing? This is where it comes together. We can do the plan together, and many organizations do that, and we've done that certainly in places I worked before, between sales and marketing, but the execution is where it matters. You're on the field, you hear something. Call your marketing buddy. You want to marketing, you read something, call your sales buddy, right? This dynamism between what happened in the campaign side of things in a marketing journey all the way down to the funnel of conversion has to be both ways, right? And this is where the system automation takes really good place, where you can automate your automation and marketing and work it seamlessly with your CRM strategy on the sales side. So that's the next frontier. 
to tie all this out, maybe you can just recap. I know we hit on a, a lot of different things, but let's say I'm, mm-hmm. I'm new in this, uh, or not new in this space, I should say, but I'm a, a manufacturing company that is looking to modernize my, my manufacturing efforts. And I want to align my sales and marketing teams. I see all this transformation that's going on. I've got new millennials coming in that have different expectations. Our end customers have different expectations. And we truly want to measure that return on marketing investment. So maybe you can just give us the, the cliff notes summary of where do we start? So how do we start to achieve these top line uh, marketing results and uh, a quick summary of tying it all together? I mean, we always say start with your strategy, okay? So I think I, I got a series of questions that I ask every leader when I get um, the chance to work with them on strategy. But where do you want to be? What's the objective? What's the goal? What's your mission, vision? I mean, all those kinds of strategic elements have to be well understood. So spend the time on the strategy bit. Um, Do analyze the data. If you don't have people in your organization, find advisors to help you craft the vision, where you want to be, the game plan, at least a high level. That's, I I hate to say it this way, but I, I don't like doing marketing work if I don't understand the strategy because then we're going to miss it Yep. and it's not going to be that effective so strategy one second is really deep dive into what's unique about you it's an element of strategy but when we get to marketing the first thing we are going to do is find the elements of value and the things we can promote that are going to create an emotional reaction into the market. That's the second most important step. And the third is start building your thought leadership strategy. If you know you want to be this and if you know you're good at that, then start by building your inbound strategy around something that your intended market you know will react well because you have the proof, you have the evidence, you have the DNA that you're really good about this stuff, whatever that is. So three things, strategize, really conceptualize and validate your differentiation your uniqueness and then start building out content presence authority in your domain through marketing activities and it could be plenty of that a website a a mini site a landing page i mean all these things are tools they're vehicles to, to 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 share messages into a channel through some medias um really don't go spend money buying an ad space before you've done the other two steps. Right. No, I greatly appreciate that, Francois. I think those three bullets are what the listeners like to hear about actionable items of, of what they need to, to think of. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. So the last thing that I want to touch on before we wrap up today is we like to ask our guests what's next so where do you see this industry going in the next few years and what initiatives or or strategic things that get you excited about where levy is is taking this space 
what's exciting about this is the speed at which it's happening. I mean, I remember four or five years ago, look, looking at some data that we had that only 10, 12% of our audience was checking us out on social network. And believably, it's now 47% of the audience is checking you out on your social network before they make a purchase uh -huh. decision. And that's kind of the dimension of speed is, is what's happening. Now, can I tell you which one of those platforms will be the most effective in the next two years? Absolutely. No. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, so what... I've embarked here at Levy is I want to be the test bed for all these new things that are coming up. There's hundreds and hundreds of marketing technology tools and systems and software that you can employ. And the question is, which one is good for me, my business, my situation? And this is where I think I want to be. I want to be known as we kind of weed out all these things and we test a few on our environment. And many of my clients, I'm actually acting as a VP of sales, a CMO on the company mm -hmm. side, uh, because I got access to the data and I'm structuring the teams as we go with them. So it's really interesting that it's going to go faster. It's gonna be harder to get your message heard. Lots of law and complications I would say challenges and the real thing the, 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 this, this is the good thing to do is I don't want to be called on my cell phone at 2 a.m. in the morning to be sold on the next filter for my machine um, so this GPDR uh, global protection around data uh, rules and systems and things are gonna be challenging for marketers and for uh, managers that run those things so keep an eye on, keep an eye on all this is really what's gonna make us different in the future as manufacturers in the industrial state uh, industrial markets so and there's a lot happening out there so even for us in the business it's really hard to keep up and so I cannot imagine what it would be for a GM or VP or director of a business that has to deal with operational issues and at the same time figure out what the next marketing gadget right. is going to be. Um, so this is where I think it's going. There's a lot of great stuff being 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 promoted out there and great ideas. And let's see what sticks and implement it quickly and fail fast and improve. Perfect. Well, Francois, we really appreciate you taking the time today and sharing uh, your insights with our listeners. Very informative. Well, thank you, Andrew, for the opportunity here. That's really appreciated. Absolutely. So for those of you listening, if you'd like to learn about Levy Industrial, I'd encourage you to visit levyind.com. That's L-E-V-Y-I-N-D.com. And if you'd like to connect with Francois, we'll be sure to provide a link to his LinkedIn profile in the show notes, along with other relevant resources. And if you missed part one of this interview, be sure to go back and listen to last week's episode where Francois talked about building a data-driven, return-focused marketing program. It was a fascinating and forward-thinking conversation, and you won't want to miss it. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate the episode and subscribe to Data In Depth, available on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere else you might listen to your podcasts. 
And finally, as a thank you to our listeners and supporters, we're giving you a chance to listen to our podcast in style. We're offering a chance to win a pair of Bose QuietComfort noise-canceling headphones. To enter for your chance to win, please visit the website at dataindepth.com or find us on Twitter or Facebook. We'll have all the details listed below. Thanks again for joining. Data in Depth is produced by Mountain Point, a digital transformation consulting firm focusing on the manufacturing sector. You can find show notes, additional episodes, and more by visiting dataindepth.com. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.